my name is Catherine. And I'm Davina. And this is Get In It, the podcast, a series by UBC Okanagan Girls in Tech and ACMW Student Chapter. On this program, we will be talking to professionals and students to highlight their experiences in technology. Our very first guest is Gabriella Lugo. Gabby is the founder of UBCO Girls in Tech, as well as the Computer Science Course Union. She has also initiated UBCO's first hackathon, BC Hacks, and she recently graduated with an honors in computer science from UBCO and will soon start full-time work at Google Waterloo. During her undergrad, Gabby did co-op terms at Google and Ubisoft. So Gabby, how's it going? Going all right. I just moved to a new city to start work uh, in a month-ish, and I'm very excited. Awesome. Congrats on your new job. We're so excited for you. Um, so you just started at Google, as we mentioned. Could you tell us a bit more about your role and what you're doing? Yeah, for sure. So I'm going back to my team where I entered, actually, which I was part of Google Core, which is really just a bunch of different groups doing infrastructure or other little projects. For Google. I think it's where they clump everyone that doesn't have a project or a specific product. Um, my team uh, is Foundry here in Google Wireloop. We kind of do a bit of infrastructure for other because we develop tools for other developers. Uh, we're going to be hosting and maintaining virtual machines that other developers at Google can use to test their own products. So if a team is developing whatever application and they have been doing so in Linux so far, we create environments for them to test in, for example, Macintosh. That's a big one. Uh, a lot of people have problems with portability to Mac and we help them test and so on. That sounds really cool <laughs> that you can like, you're making stuff for the other Google developers to use. Yeah. So could you tell us more about your journey getting into Google? Yeah, for sure. So it all started when I was in high school. Uh, I actually, I'm from Mexico where paid internships are not really a thing that exists. Uh, at most you get an unpaid internship. Uh, but when I graduated high school and I knew I wanted to do CS, I found out about Google's internship and that you got paid, which to me was bonkers. Um, also at the time I didn't know that like other internships existed. I thought this was like a, a one thing that existed. So I decided I wanted to get that internship. I was like, wow, I want that. I want money. I want to get paid. And Google is like, cool. I searched stuff there. <laughs> um, so with that on my mind, I applied to the STEP internship during my first year, which is an internship year for first and second year students. And I got an interview, which I was very excited about, but I had never had a coding interview. Um, so I truly didn't know what to expect. I thought all interviews were like, tell us about the time that you faced the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I got there and they were like, hello, code this. Um, I was very nervous. I know I could have done it, but I was way too nervous. So I couldn't solve that question. Well, I think I solved it, but I still didn't pass the interview. Um, I was heartbroken because my high school self thought that this was going to be like 
a given thing, you know, like when you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I was going to be the chosen one in university and just be a happy intern. Um, but I didn't let that deter me. So in second year, I applied again and I got an interview again. And I think I got one of the hardest questions I have ever gotten. Like, I think it was like directed graphs. Um, and I hadn't taken that act like yet, like data structures. Uh, so no, I failed that one miserably. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. but I did not stop there and I applied again on my third year and I actually think I didn't hear back because it was kind of close to the last time that I applied because we will only let you apply every so often so they were like apply again in a couple months which is when I decided to enroll in co-op which is a great way for international students to get internships throughout the year since we cannot take gap years um, so I applied to co-op, I got in, and I said, I'm going to apply again now that I got into co-op. And I applied once more, <laughs> and I got interviews again. I didn't feel like I did well, honestly, uh, but then I got news that I actually passed, and I went through the, to the project phase, which is like matchmaking with a team at Google. I was very excited. I'm interested in security. So I posted that as an interest of mine. I have no background in it, uh, but I actually managed to get an internship in security in Mountain View. Um, it was very exciting. It was my last internship in person before the pandemic hit. <laughs> so that was very exciting, like to actually be in the office and like have free foods. Google gives you free food. Um, I didn't do amazing in that internship I'm not gonna lie I tried my best and I think that's always good what gets me ahead um, because my internship was meant for someone in PhD I was the first undergrad intern that my team had ever wow. had <laughs> wow um, but I still got a return offer um, this time I decided to go for something more developy because my in first internship was a bit researchy because it was meant for PhD um, and I actually did great in that one. I, I rocked it and I was very excited because I intentionally asked for a team in a Canadian office because I knew I wanted to stay in Canada. So that's something they can do for you if you have a preference. And then I got a return offer with that same team and I'm very excited to be back with them. Awesome. That sounds like a very long journey, but we're so happy for you that you get to work your dream job it now. It is. Yes. Just do not give up. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish interviews were like, oh, tell me about yourself and what, what would you do in this situation? But tech internships can be really hard. But yeah, you've been on the job hunt grind for quite a bit now before you landed this role, even from high school, you said. So do you have any job seeking tips for students looking for internships, co-ops or full-time roles? Yes. So I think obviously my first tip is to not give up. Uh, I know a lot of people that, and I've met a lot of people that have never applied to Google or Facebook or whatever their dream internship is or work because they're scared they're going to get rejected. And they're scared that getting rejected at one time is going to get them on some type of black list that obviously companies keep and they will never be able to get a job there ever. Um, clearly, that's not true. I, I failed. Like I failed three times before I got into uh, Google. Um, and do not like, yeah, don't, don't tell yourself that you're gonna fail before you even try. Like just 
just keep trying. Um, that's for encouragement. As for more hands-on tips, uh, I would say diversify the places you're looking for jobs. Uh, do not do just LinkedIn or just one job platform. Uh, try looking everywhere. For example, computer science and data, usually there's always a student somewhere that puts up a GitHub repo with hundreds of job postings for summer internships and stuff like that. Just Google summer 2021 internships, GitHub. Like, that's about it. There's, there's a lot of things like this. Diversify the things that you do. Use Jumpsters, use, use LinkedIn, use the GitHub repos, go to conferences, ask people for jobs, email recruiters. Uh, you don't know what's going to hit. It, you, you truly never do. I have friends that have gotten their jobs through conferences, through a person they met at a coffee shop, through emailing a recruiter out of the blue. I wanted that. I got a job. That's how I got my job at Ubisoft. Um, and at Google, honestly, I got in without references applying online. Like you never know what's going to hit. Just do all of them. <laughs> yeah, this is good advice, especially with diversifying your search area to other job boards, and even GitHub repositories. But while applying for jobs, many students may not have a lot of experience to put on their resumes already. What tips do you have for students with no tech experience yet? Yes, so that's a conundrum I found myself in when I was in first year. I had no work experience at all, and I had to create a resume to apply for my first job. And they wanted to fill out a <laughs> whole page. Like, what? <laughs> um, so what I did when I was in first year is I threw myself at every opportunity I saw of gaining experience. Um, back in the day, the Get Involved office, did a, they, they were doing a robot program to teach kids how to like program those Lego robots. Uh, I applied for that to like create the, the curriculum to teach the kids. I didn't know anything about these robots. I had never used them. I knew they existed. But I figured I would, I would learn on the job. Um, and that was something I put right there. Like, I, I don't think I had even started when I put that on my resume because I truly had nothing else to put in there. Uh, I also looked for other experiences. I asked the prof to do research with her. Again, I was in first year. I had no experience. I was very scared. I didn't know anything. But I still asked because I needed the experience. So I think my biggest tip is go put yourself out there and grasp at these opportunities that you have to create the experience that you need. Um, not all experience is going to look the same. It doesn't need to. I am a big advocator for personal projects. I think they are great. I think they look great on your resume because they show that you have initiative, that you like what you're doing or that you have curiosity on learning what you are working on. But I don't have one. I've never had a personal project. And that's not on my resume. It's never been a part of my resume. And I've always gotten interviews. You don't need to get the experience that you think others have or that you think is going to get the job. Get the experience that works best for you. Awesome. I think that's great advice, especially for those who are starting out and are very nervous about getting their first tech internship. And like you said, one great way for students to add to their resume besides internship is to get involved in extracurricular activities and things on campus. So while you were a student here, you were a very active member of the campus community at UVCO. So could you talk to us a bit more about your involvement on campus and 
how students can also find ways to get involved. For sure. I started my first club when I was in first year. I started the, I helped found the Latin American Students Organization Lasso on campus. And that was like my gateway door to actually uh, founding Gibbs and later on the CSU. Uh, and honestly, I recommend that it's a great way to meet people outside and in your degree. Because honestly, consul students don't talk to each other in class. Like they don't <laughs> have been in those classes. They don't. <laughs> like there were five classes, for five girls in my classes they didn't talk to each other. Like, <laughs> um, so it's a great way of meeting people in your degree and in other degrees. It's also a great thing to put on your resume. I am convinced that my leadership experience, even though it was outside of tech, because my first club was Lasso, uh, was a great thing that I to have in my resume. It showed organizational skills, it showed initiative, it showed leadership, which are all things all employers are looking for. And also, it's a great way to learn about more opportunities. You meet people, you diversify your network and you gain more much more skills than you realize i don't think i had the leadership skills i do now when i started i ended up doing most of the work by myself the first time i had a club and i eventually learned how to give work to other people and get other people to do things that they should be doing which is very hard if you've ever worked in a group project you know it's very hard to get other people to do the job so <laughs> You can learn how to do that through clubs. Yeah, it is good that joining those clubs and showing that you're trying to take initiative for something is one way to be involved. So what made you want to start UBCO Girls in Tech? Such I think GIF is definitely the group I hold dearest to my heart. Um, it all started because, as I said, you should always be looking for opportunities when you're a student, especially in your first few years. And as an international student, I also needed money to pay for my tuition. So I was looking for scholarships like crazy, and I found the Women Take Makers Scholarship by Google, which I think they actually discontinued, which is very sad. Um, but anyways, I applied to that because mainly because I needed the money. Like they also had other things in there that they were like, "Oh, you're gonna meet people," but I truly just needed money to pay for my tuition, and I actually got. The scholarship, I was very excited. Uh, later on, I learned that it's actually not that hard to get that scholarship because apparently very few people apply. So this is just a proof that you miss all the opportunities you don't take. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, I got to attend a student retreat as part of the scholarship. So they flew us to the headquarters in California where I got to meet the other girls that got the scholarship I think they gave like 10 or 20 scholarships and they were all this amazing set of like network of women from across the U.S. and Canada doing amazing things there was a girl from Montreal that has her own blog for girls in tech just like this there was a girl that was working in the rover for Mars there was a girl like this just mind-blowing uh, set of minds. I felt very out of my reach as a like second-year undergrad student because <laughs> it was it's open to all students. So there were also like PhD students and stuff like that. 
but I was I felt very lucky to be able to create this and, and meet this amazing network of women that were just so inspiring to me. Uh, later on, Google gave us the opportunity to apply for a scholarship to go attend the Grace Hopper Conference, which is something uh, Girls in Tech have advocated for um, for more people in our university to get the reach of that conference because it's such a life-changing experience for women in the area. And I was very lucky to get a scholarship to attend this conference and meet again some of the girls and the women that I met that also got the Women Technical Scholarship. And a lot of them told me about the amazing and inspiring groups that they had in their universities with like all the women that they've met and the networks that they have created in their own universities where they mentor girls in high school and like do study groups together. And I felt that I really needed that because when I was in the Women Take Makers retreat, when I was in Grace Hopper, I felt overwhelmingly confident and surrounded by people that I felt represented me, which is a way I never felt in my classrooms. And I decided that I wanted all the girls and women coming to UBCO to have that. But like, there was no reason why all the women coming to study CompSci or whatever tech related on campus didn't have this kind of bubble and environment. So I came back from that conference confident that I would create a club. And I sat down five of the people I knew and I told them, hello, <laughs> we're creating club. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's always so nice to have a support network uh, and we're so glad that you took this initiative to start Git. And for those of you who don't know, um, Git is an ACMW chapter. Um, ACMW is the Association for Computing Machineries Council on Women in Computing and they support, celebrate and advocate for women in technology. So um, Gabby, how did you hear about ACMW and why did you want Git to be an ACMW chapter? So. Uh, from the, from some of the friends I made at the conference had ACMW chapters in their own universities, and they gave that to me as an option. However, uh, that's not exactly why I chose ACM, but rather uh, with this council of five women from UBCO, we sat down and I made them go through over 200 organizations. <laughs> <laughs> that hold chapters or clubs for women or professional women in technology. And we actually did a whole list of pros, cons, benefits, etc. And we all agreed that ACMW came out to be one of the best choices for our university because they provide the they, they, they provide an infrastructure. They make us forces to have a faculty member be our like mentor, which is really great. Dr. Raymond Lawrence has served as our professional chair since we started the club. And it's great to create that connection with a faculty member for a club. And they also provide us with tech newsletters that are super cool. Honestly, ACM does some very awesome stuff. There also have some open scholarships and funding that we have not been able to take advantage of fully because the pandemic spoiled our, well, the Venus job, <laughs> great job she had done with everyone at Get 
at creating our first uh, Women's Day celebration, which was very, very sad and very sad, very sad event. But yeah, they provide a lot of instruction and help for the members and for the executive team that is working on. So I thoroughly recommend everyone should be signing up to the newsletter. It's like honestly so enlightening. Going back, what made you decide that you wanted to go into tech in the first place? And what is your favorite part about working in technology? It all goes back to high school again. <laughs> um, I coded for the first time when I was in high school. We learned title code and then we actually did Java. And I am going to be extremely honest in here. I like tech because I was good at it. And <laughs> I like things I'm good at. Don't we all? <laughs> I know, I know, right? Um, I, I, I like to say I fell in love with tech, but it's truly because I was very good at that class and I aced it. And I decided to keep going at it because it was interesting. Well, to be totally fair, the first time I did zero code because it was not even uh, actual programming, it was zero code. To me, it seemed bonkers that you could tell the computer what to do. Like that had not been my experience with computers so far. <laughs> um, I could tell it like to search things for me or stuff like that, but like tell the computer to like write something or to do something specific was just out of my mind it it blew me right away and then I was good at it so I was like ah, let's do this uh then I found out we have like high salaries and like a good job market and that's when I was like oh I'm sold <laughs> that always um, helps <laughs> yes uh I'm gonna be completely completely honest you don't need to love this I know a lot of people have this pressure of liking tech it's like enough of, of being techy enough to be in the field. And I think that's myth. You, whatever reason you have to be in tech is valid and it's a good one. I like it, there's days that I hate it. There's days that I like it more than others. Uh, when I'm being good at it, I like it the most. <laughs> and that's okay, that's all right. That's, we, we all have our reasons. Um, and why I decide to stay in tech and why I like to work in tech is because I think it's one of the fields that give us the most opportunities to do whatever we want. And I don't mean whatever we want, you graduate with a marketing degree and then you go on to do administration. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to actually use whatever knowledge you wanna gain and then go into whatever field you want. I have friends working in finance tech. I have friends working in health tech, environment tech, um, academic tech. I work in tech, tech. Honestly, it's my favorite. Um, developing for developers is the best thing ever. I could never develop for a user. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's too hard. <laughs> Users have too many needs. <laughs> but that's, that's the matter of it all. We, we, we all have our thing that we like. I have friends that love being in UX, UI. Um, and I, but I could never and that's the beauty of tech tech has something for everyone whatever it is that you like it's so big so broad and, and you can really do whatever you want with it there's so many new things coming up all the time new companies startups and people doing their own thing that it's just it's amazing it's an endless world of possibilities 
and thankfully like i said we have a great job market we have great salaries and with the right choices and finding for the things that you like the most you can find the work-life balance that works for you some of my friends like working in fintech and that sometimes means 80 hours a week and that's what they want to do i have friends that like they work for themselves and they work 20 hours a week it works for them everyone has a way to find what works for them in tech Awesome. I think that's such good advice that everybody's reason for being in this field is valid. And yeah, everybody loves how versatile it is and how it can be applied to any field and any industry. So there truly is something for everybody here. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Gabby. Um, it was amazing learning all about your journey and your experiences as a woman in tech. And I'm sure all of those listening in had a lot of gain through the tips you provided. So do you have any final words of encouragement for those listening in? Yeah, for sure. I think that you should never stop trying to do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, there's always going to be people that tell you that you cannot do whatever it is you want to do. I certainly had people tell me I was crazy applying to Google or thinking that I would get an internship there, especially in the years that I just didn't feel like applying to a thousand companies and decided that I was just going to apply to Google. I was looking for my first call experience, just applying to Google and like one other company that was a startup because I didn't feel like applying. I said, if I don't get a job, I'll come back to school next term. And that's all right. And I got in and I think you can do that too. I think everyone can. We all misjudge our own abilities and sometimes our people are there to deter you because they don't think you that if they cannot do it, they don't think you can, but that doesn't have to be true. So yeah, go for it is whatever you want. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be Google. It doesn't have to be Facebook or Amazon. It can be a startup. It can be a small company. It can be a non-tech company where you work in IT. Whatever it is that's right for you, just go for it. Thank you for listening to Get In It. If you would like to know more about us, our website is ubcogirlsintech.acm.org. We are also at UBCO Girls in Tech on Instagram and at UBCO GIT on Facebook. See you next time!